Welcome back to the Crash Course Podcast. My name is Craig Crash Collins, joined as always by Brandon Scott, otherwise known as B. Scott. It is finally time to fill out our NCAA Tournament Bracket. Selection Sunday has come and gone, and it is finally time for the first time in two years to fill out our NCAA Tournament Brackets. Uh, And that's what today's uh, podcast is going to be about. We're going to be filling out the brackets. We're going to be talking a lot of college basketball. B. Scott, I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. It's a busy week, but let's get it going. Yeah, first though, a little bit of news uh, that we want to talk about. We talked about it a little bit um, off off the air before we went live tonight. And of course, you know, kind of the big story um, is of course the uh, the firing of Archie Miller at IU. Uh, he spent four seasons with the Hoosiers, did not make any NCAA tournaments, um, and finished this past year twelve and fifteen. And doesn't come as too much of a surprise as far as the results. You know, standpoint. I know some people didn't think it was going to really happen this year, um, but I mean, you know, it was basically you know the writing on the wall was there, um, and so no surprise that it that it finally happens. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm a little bit surprised that it happened this year, just because of uh, budgeting within the pandemic and everything, and his buyout being so much higher this year than it will be at the end of next season. I mean, it's almost like cutting it's more than cut in half at the end of next season, but apparently they had some boosters pony up um, and help with the buyout, which makes you wonder like, I, I, if it was Mark Cuban or not, especially with one of the names that is floating around out there for a potential candidate for IU. Uh, it does, is, does the NBA allow boosters of college programs that are owners or have some kind of heavy stake in an NBA team to uh, help provide money for to pull a uh, a rival coach away in the NBA to send them back to college is that frowned upon or I, I think it might be there's got to be some rule against that who knows though tampering, uh, tampering yeah something like that but, uh, uh, let's just let's just throw this out there we are referring to Brad Stevens and that has already been nixed completely by Brad yeah. Stevens and apparently IU says they have a deal an agreement with their new head coach. And it's only a matter of time before they announce it. Well, Brad Stevens is in the middle of a, an NBA season. Yeah. So. Well, and, and I mean, you know, and I've, you know, I've, I've, I've already uh, felt a little bit of the brunt of this on Twitter, uh, which I posted a meme uh, over at crash course FM on Twitter uh, where it's, you know, the handshake meme of Michigan football and IU basketball shaking hands. And it's about the fact that they're both, both programs are living in the seventies and eighties and both seem to still think that they're super relevant. Well, heck, even the nineties. Um, I mean, look, Michigan yeah. won the national championship back. It wasn't like 97. Yeah. 97. Well, but the seventies and eighties were the heyday, like when they were, you know, national powers year in and year out. Uh, whereas, you know, obviously in the, even in the nineties, I mean, Michigan was starting to fade. IU was starting to fade. So, I mean, it, it's just it, like, you know, and I've, I've seen IU fans throw out Brad Stevens. They've thrown out Steve Alford, uh, which I've seen Alford's, you know, not likely in consideration. I've heard there's, there's big names that get thrown out and well, Steve I, you Alford's know, always going to get thrown out there. Yeah. But let's just that's be true. honest. IU will never hire Steve Alford, you know? And then uh, I've heard, you know, John Beeline and it's just, and the thing is, it's like, 
you know, somebody said that they're the top head coach on the market. IU is not a top head coach oh, no, destination not. anymore. They're not. They, they, they are not Duke. They are not Kentucky. They are not North Carolina. They're not Kansas. They are not that program anymore. They are the bottom of a the bottom barrel of the of the Big Ten right now. Plain yeah. and simple. I mean, look, they haven't made the NCAA tournament in five years. Five years. Purdue's made it six consecutive years, and that's the seventh longest streak in the in the NCAA current active for, streak for a program that always you know shouts banners, banners. They haven't. I mean, they haven't obviously won. I haven't won a national championship since uh, nineteen eighty seven, but also they haven't been to the final four since two thousand and two. Like it's been nineteen right. years. Like if you voted in the last election, there's a chance that you may not have seen the last IU trip to the final four. The, the last election was your first election to vote in. Yeah, that's why I, I voted in well, the last election. Well, tr- okay, yeah, yeah. For if, Actually, yeah. no, I voted in the last election, and I was, I'm, I'm still not old enough. <laughs> True, and I'm, I mean, I was an born IU in national championship. Yeah, I was born in '87, but just after it. So, right. I mean, it's the du- banners and are getting let's, dusty. Let's be, yeah, let's be clear. You are old too. So I'm I mean, old. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, it, it's just it's not a premier destination anymore. They're not relevant. Um, and I mean, and that's the thing that's until IU kind of realizes that like, Hey, we need to get a, you know, a, a try to find a guy who has, you know, done it before has a little bit of a track record. Um, but also, I mean, you know, also is cause like, you know, we were talking about, you know, the other names that are getting thrown out there, uh, you know, uh, I uh, Drew, the last Scott oh, Drew, I can't, Scott Drew, I can't, yeah, yeah. I was like, if you've, if you, I almost tweeted this earlier. If you've got anything of of substance at a power five or like high end mid major school, why the heck would you leave it to come to IU? Where if you don't win a national championship in four years, you're going to be forced out. Brad, I mean, right. if you have the credentials, if 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 Bobby Knight were available today as to be hired as a head coach for Indiana, he wouldn't be hired because he didn't go to Indiana and he's not as hot. He I don't think that been really in... matters to them as much anymore. Well, I, I, I the one the... I mean, they want an Indiana guy. Okay. Well, what's... Dane Fife is sitting there, yeah, but, Dane State, Fife... but he's been there for the past 11 years. So apparently he's not good enough for anything. I, I was going to say seriously. Dane Fife was, is, has been a name that I've heard circulated a little bit. And that that's the only hire that was like, okay, fine. Roll your eyes. If it's an Indiana guy, fine. There's your guy there. You know, he's been under coaches. So that kind of thing. So that would be a smart hire, but like, it would be. but I mean, it's and just, also, that's the kind of hire Indiana is going to end up with. Yeah. Because like I was telling you off air right now, what IU does is takes a bunch of big names, throws them up on a wall and see what and they just to see what sticks. If they can get any of that. Well, guess what? They're all turning them down left and right. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to get Chris Beard from Texas tech. Really? Do you How? really think you're going to get Chris? Beard? No. Well, well yeah. Scott drew, he wants to come back to the state of Indiana. <laughs> Why? He's got one of the best recruiting classes coming in and bail. And, and they just had a Baylor. season where they only lost two games in the yeah, regular season. A, they are <laughs> a, a number one seed and a contention for a national championship. And let's be honest. Also Baylor is also one of those schools that is, is uh, potentially dirty and it's with Scott drew. So does IU really want that magnifying glass moved over right. to them, especially being involved with Adidas still? Um, I mean, like I, like I said off air, it's what it is. What IU needs to do first 
is figure out who they want to be, not yeah. who they were and try to continue to live off of that. They need to find a culture and something to be known for now. Like, I know I'm a Purdue fan and whatever, but no, take that aside, but look at the example of Purdue with Matt Painter. He built a culture and now he's finally getting that program around it. Um, it you know, it took time. Um, you're not everybody's going to get the baby boilers. Let's just be honest. You're just not going to find that every, every year. Um, even he didn't, but you know, he built a culture defense lives here, big man university. I mean, come on. It's just what they are known for. What is IU known for right now? Currently known for, you know, yes, you have the banners, but they're, they're old and dusty. What are you known for now? What is the culture that you can present to a kid, to his parents as a coach other than living in the past? And that, that's what they need to figure out. And then they need to go out and find that coach that fits that culture that they want or that can build, help them build that culture that they want. Is it going to be a big name? Probably not because guess what? You aren't big name territory anymore. Now, is it potentially a really good up and comer? Yeah, yeah. Very, that's what, it, that's what you're most likely going to need to find. You don't need to go find the flash in the pan guy like you did with Archie. Because, well, honestly, I, I feel like Archie ended up ultimately being a uh, panic hire because they weren't getting the big names that they really were after. I think that same thing could happen this time as well. They're not getting, they're not going to get the big names that they're after and they're going to end up panic hiring. Now, I've also heard, we've mentioned this one too, Rick Pitino. It would be a good hire. It would be. But much like some of the other names, it's, I don't know why Rick Pitino would take the job. One, Rick, every, a lot of times where Rick Pitino has goes, scandal seems to follow. It never lands directly solely on him, but you know, it kind of, it's pretty darn close. Um, and he's just, he's just coming from Louisville. That is like the center of the Adidas scandal. Do you really want to, if I'm Rick Pitino, if I really had nothing to do with that Adidas scandal, do I really want to get myself that, close and involved with adidas again i don't know if i own as with adidas i i don't and at the same time like we mentioned like he's getting older and at iona there's not a whole lot of expectations win the conference championship make the ncaa tournament well iona does that on a regular basis anyways so just keep the status quo you know maybe get an upset here or there and we're all good i mean it's kind of a cush job for this point in his career do you really want to leave someplace that could just be comfortable and allow you to really just do basketball for a program that needs to be rebuilt, needs to be founded essentially, uh, and has a truly, 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 truly high expectations. Is that really what you want? Same thing goes for John Beeline. Everybody's like, well, they're going to get John Beeline. He's an ultimate. He's a great fit. He's 65 years old. He left Michigan where he was getting just about any player that he wanted. He was winning Big Ten championships, going to the national title game. He had everything going on there. He left Michigan for the NBA because he was tired of recruiting. Well, he didn't really have to recruit that hard at Michigan, but at IU, he's going to have to recruit hard again because he's also going to be contending against Matt Painter. He doesn't, and, you know, he doesn't have any big-time successes at Indiana to recruit on, and he has to build a culture there. Does somebody at the age of 65 really want to have that kind of rebuild project on their lap? I mean, yeah, he may be a, a short-term solution, but IU really needs to be looking long-term here. 
So it's really kind of interesting to see where this could potentially go. I, you know, if they get Rick Pitino, great. I think that's a great hire. Um, some question marks there. You're not getting Scott Drew. You're not getting Chris Beard. You're not getting Brad Stevens, especially when Brad Stevens can go any NBA job that he wants if he wants to leave the Celtics. And also if he can go get any college job he wanted, if he really wanted to. I mean, Duke. if Duke opens up, guess what? IU, you're not getting him. Duke would get him before <laughs> you would. But, you know, is it like an Eric Musselman type from Arkansas? Is that a good fit? I think that would be a great fit. But is a Dane Fife a good fit? Yeah, I think that'd be a great fit. But that that's ultimately not the kind of person they're wanting. They want to go out and hire this big name, big splash, and expect him to win a national championship next season. Yeah. That's, that's just not going to happen. The expectations do not meet what the product is right now. Yeah, I completely agree. And we'll see what they end up doing. I'll be interested to see if you know if they kind of go down the road we're kind of expecting them to go on, or if they do uh, get kind of a you know a long-term potential, you know, good hire. Um, Before we get into the brackets, we're just getting ready to get our selections going before then let's go ahead and get a word from our friends of the show. Are you tired of your same old lunch hour of sitting and scrolling through your apps on your smartphone? Have you thought about playing a board game with your coworkers? Eat lunch and board game is a podcast dedicated to telling you about board games that are great for lunchtime fun and some that are probably better saved for after work hours. I've been playing games at my office for over four years now where I have made new friends and business connections that have been very useful. Board games build bridges. All right, it is finally that time. It is time to get into our brackets. Um, You know, really excited to finally get into it. We're going to start with the West, so top left of the bracket. Uh, we're going to be going down through the east and to the south and to the Midwest. And then, of course, our final four. Uh, and we'll get to, um, of course, you know, all those, all those selections as well. Really excited to uh, finally get back to some uh, NCAA basketball, NCAA tournament uh, play here. And let's go ahead and get it going here. Uh, B. Scott, I'll give you my first round, then you go, and we'll go back and forth that way. So first matchup on the board. Gonzaga versus uh, the winner of Norfolk State and Appalachian State. Obviously, we're not going to see any UMBC uh, craziness uh, this time around. I'm going with the Zags, uh, the WCC champs. Then we've got the 8-9 Oklahoma versus Missouri. I feel like I saw... You know, Missouri or not Missouri. I feel like I saw Oklahoma like on my ESPN alerts like every single week, you know, with some sort of craziness going on in the Big 12. Um, You know, Missouri has had some uh, surprising wins. They beat Illinois. They beat Alabama. They beat Arkansas. They beat Tennessee. I mean, they've beat some pretty solid teams. They're four and two against the top 25. And I just don't trust the Big 12 uh, come tournament time. Now, I mean, sometimes I've been wrong on that, uh, but I'm going to go ahead. You know, these 8-9 matchups are a toss-up, so I'm going to go ahead and go with Missouri. Then we've got the 5-12 Creighton versus UCSB. Uh, Creighton just got their doors blown off by Georgetown in the Big East Championship game. Uh, so they're going to come out with a little bit of a vengeance here. They're going to come out strong um, and get the win there. Then we got Virginia versus Ohio, which is interesting because Virginia right now is in quarantine. Um, 
So not sure if we're going to see Virginia. We may see Louisville, who is the first team, um, you know, that is a replacement team. Regardless, though, Virginia, you know, going with Virginia, and even I think I would pick this if it was Louisville, I'm going to go with the four seed here. Um, no upset for Ohio, um, you know, as much as I would like to. So much as I would love to see some action here, uh, I'm going to go with Virginia. Then we've got USC versus the winner of Wichita and Drake. Um, you know, USC uh, has had a strong season. They did, uh, you know, beat BYU by 26, Oregon by 14. Um, they've got some solid wins on the season. Um, and just not knowing who we will see in that matchup, I'm just going to go ahead and pick USC. Kansas versus Eastern Washington. Of course, Kansas out of the uh, Big East or Big 12 tournament uh, because of COVID. Um, you know, so, you know, there's a chance they could be, get replaced as well. Uh, but again, no upset here. We're going with Kansas. So, you know, a lot of chalk so far with the exception of uh, of Missouri so far. Uh, VCU and Oregon, I'm picking the Ducks. VCU just hasn't been as impressive as I'd like to see them. You know, Oregon, um, you know, they've got some strong wins on the season. Um, you know, 14-4 and four in the Pac-12. Um, you know, they you know play solid defense. They score some solid points on offense. Uh, so I'm going with the Ducks. And then... Iowa has had an amazing season this year. They're going up at the 215 matchup against Grand Canyon. You know, I'm all for upsets and chaos, but you're not seeing a lot of that in the first round. Iowa's just had too good of a season so far. Um, so I have them moving on um, to the uh, round of 32. You looking at my bracket or something? I mean, that's yeah. exactly <laughs> how I picked it. I mean, I have, I mean, yeah, Gonzaga is not going to lose in the first round. I do have Missouri winning because Missouri's also looked at as one of those teams that is uh, underseeded and at a nine. Uh, Creighton, I think they're going to win. I mean, even if they didn't have something to prove, they, I think they would still win. I'm going to have Virginia over Ohio or whoever potentially replaces Virginia, however that plays out. Actually, I do have one difference. I do have the winner of Wichita State and Drake beating USC. Uh, Wichita State just knows how to turn it on this time of year. And Drake was undefeated at one point this year and right up there. So Drake, don't sleep on the Bulldogs or Drake. Um, I think that's the Bulldogs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but don't sleep on Drake. So I, you know, I had to go with, I don't, like I told you, I don't have that many upsets. So I kind of went with that one just because it, USC didn't even win the, the regular season or the the tournament of the Pac-12. And they were up in the top 25 a lot this year. So I don't have the most faith in them. Um, I have Kansas, or if Kansas needs to get a replacement team in there, I have that replacement team winning as well over East Washington, Eastern Washington, Oregon over VCU, and then Iowa over Grand Canyon. No, no, no problems there. All righty. So that means round of 32 uh, for me, Gonzaga versus Missouri. I'm going with the Zags. Um, you know, they're just been very impressive this season. Obviously, I mean, undefeated um, Creighton and Virginia. I think I'm going to go with Creighton on this one. Virginia versus the top 25 this year has lost three of four. Um, and they've struggled against some, you know, and they've struggled big. I mean, you know, they lost by 21 to Florida State. They lost by 23 to Gonzaga. I mean, it's a four and a five seed, so it's not like super, you know, upsetty here. But I just like the, um, I like what Creighton's doing. And again, I think, I think they've got too much of a vendetta after losing to the Big East Championship uh, to be a first weekend exit. Um, USC, Kansas, as much as, you know, the whole, 
COVID thing, you know, kind of scares me about Kansas. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Jayhawks here to beat USC. And then Iowa versus Oregon. Uh, don't trust the Pac-12. The Pac-12 isn't doing so hot. Um, I can't really in good conscience uh, pick, you know, a, a Pac-12 upset. So um, you're actually going to see me pick an upset over. I'm going to I'm going to make the, the uh, later on in the bracket. I'm going to make a pick against the Pac-12 that even though on my history of, you know, crash kiss of death, I will. Yeah, I will make this the most lockdown pick of all time. I'm going you're going to be you're going to be shocked. All right. I, I bet honestly, I say you're going to be shocked, but it's probably one that you have to. Probably. All right. <laughs> for me for this round, I have Gonzaga over Missouri. I mean, we all say we would love to see Gonzaga actually play a tough regular season schedule, but it gets in a tournament and they still prove it here as of late. So, I mean, they're a lock to the Sweet 16, I feel like. You know, I'm, I, so when I made this read right out this bracket, I do have Virginia in it, you know, because you can't, I mean, you got to pick with who's there. You don't know if they're going to be out and there's going to need to be replaced. Yeah. So I do have Virginia over Creighton, mostly because uh, Virginia's defense, the Tony Bennett defense and this, the slow pace of the game that he uses can really probably throw Creighton off. Um, so I, I have Virginia moving on to the Sweet 16. I have Kansas beating the uh, the Wichita State Drake winner. Kansas is just too athletic. Uh, the road ends there for the, the Cinderella. Um, and then Iowa over Oregon. Oregon prides themselves on playing positionless basketball, whereas Iowa has true positions with their players. Luca Garza is just going to have a huge, huge game against Oregon. He's going to be way too much to handle for them. So they move on to the Sweet 16. All right, so uh, first Sweet 16 matchup for me, it's Gonzaga versus Creighton. It's a toss-up for me. I'm going with Gonzaga, though, as much as I'd like to pick Creighton to move on. Um, And then as far as Kansas and Iowa, this is another toughie for me. Um, You know, I just look at Kansas's resume. I mean, you look at what these teams are very similar. I mean, obviously, you know, Iowa's in the top five in BPI, um, you know, I was eight and five against the top 25 Kansas is eight and six, but you look at kind of the resume for Iowa. They lost by 11 to Gonzaga. They lost by 22 to Michigan. They've lost twice to Illinois. Um, You know, it seems like in a lot of situations where they've gone up against, you know, tough teams, they've kind of not been able to, to carry their weight at times this season. So as it's kind of a toss up where you've got two teams that, you know, historically you aren't really able to trust as much like Kansas you don't like to trust and Iowa, you don't like to trust. Um, and so in this instance, I guess I got to go with Kansas here. You know, <clears throat> I think, I think that they're going to move on. So we, I've got cans uh, for the, for the West final, I've got Gonzaga and Kansas. Yeah, I have uh, Gonzaga beating Virginia. Um, I think eventually, even if Virginia is able to play the effects of having a few players out with COVID, or I don't know if it's one player to how many players are on reserve or what, but there is going to be some of there could be some be some effects there. Um, Gonzaga is just good. They, they're good, and I have them moving on to the Elite Eight. Kansas and Iowa is going to be a very intriguing matchup because it's what Kansas team shows up, is it, and what Iowa team shows up. Is it the Iowa team that just looked unbeatable earlier in the season, or is it the Iowa of late that's uh, you know beatable? Or is it the Kansas that looked like they weren't going to make the tournament early on in the season or the Kansas that's made this resurgence here late? 
Um, ultimately, I do have Kansas prevailing just because I think the athleticism is going to prevail again there over Iowa. Iowa is more of a drudge it, beat them down type team where Kansas moves the ball a lot quicker. So I got Kansas and Gonzaga in my Elite Eight. All right. So in the Elite Eight, we both have Gonzaga and Kansas, and I think we might have the same team moving on. Um, this is a matchup that we saw play out earlier in the season, which the Zags won by 10. Um, you know, it, yeah, I, I think Gonzaga is just the better team. Uh, than Kansas, the more consistent team, the more prolific team, whatever, you know, superlative adjective you want to throw out there. Gonzaga is just the better team. Um, so I'm going to go with the Zags. The Zags are my first final four team. Yep. I have the Zags moving on for the exact same reason. They're, they've, they've been good from, they've been the best from start to finish. Um, yeah. They have a lot. Do they have a loss? Yeah. They got a loss. Um, pretty sure. Gonzaga. Yeah. No, they, they're unbeaten. Unbeaten? Okay. Yeah, I mean, they're the best for a reason. I mean, yeah, they don't play the toughest schedule, but you look at their non-conference, they gave themselves some challenges in the non-conference, and they prevailed from that. So this this team is a very, very good team. Um, and Kansas has questions with them, and I don't think that ultimately they're going to be able to overcome Gonzaga. All right, so moving on to the East. Uh, number one, Michigan. Uh, versus uh, the 16th seed, Michigan. Obviously, no questions asked. They move on. LSU versus St. Bonaventure. I'm going to go with LSU. St. Bonaventure hasn't played a top 25 team all season. So <clears throat> they I really, really wanted have- to, I, I have that too, but I really wanted to make I really wanted to make that one just because I was like, what else? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's an eight, nine. It's a low hanging fruit. Right. So I built this up, um, you know, to be a big. You know, you know, the, the most lockdown pick that I've ever made, um, you know, on on the Crash Course podcast. Now, you know, to give you a little bit of a history of the Crash Kiss of Death, uh, kind of where the origin story or where it really took off uh, was back. I think it was, you know, probably 20. I think. it was, Yeah. 2013, I think, is what it uh, is, what it was, because it was Michigan the year that Michigan went to the national championship and played uh, Louisville. Um, see, we've come full circle. We're back to Louisville. Um, so I had no, that, picked. No, we, we don't speak of that national championship. Right. That, that national didn't, championship does not exist. It, it didn't happen. Um, so Michigan, I picked Michigan to win the Big Ten that year. And I think that they they lost. They didn't make they like lost in the first round. And so yeah, I, I was, was Ohio State that won. Right. That year. So what I did was I said, you know what? I'm completely off of Michigan. I had Michigan losing in the first round that year, and Michigan ends up going on to almost win the whole thing. And so that is where the crash kiss of death kind of really took off. So I bring you now to a similar scenario. I picked Colorado to win the Pac-12 championship game, and they made it there, but they lost to Oregon State. And so now I'm completely off of Colorado, and I'm completely on the bandwagon of Georgetown. So I think Georgetown is – this is the most locked down 5-12 upset I think you could have on the bracket. Georgetown coming off a fantastic win – over Creighton in the Big East Championship game, the eighth seed in the Big East rallies, comes through, and t- uh, takes out Big Bad Creighton, a team that I have in the Sweet 16. I'm I'm going with the 512. Georgetown beats Colorado. Mark it down. Write it in Sharpie. 
Uh, that's how confident I am in that pick. And we'll probably come back to, let's see, this is uh, 32 minutes, 12 seconds. Uh, so that's where I know where to clip it when uh, Colorado makes their final four run. Um, so uh, Florida Colorado State makes the final four run. This whole bracket, everybody's bracket <laughs> out the window. That is very accurate. Florida State versus UNC Greensboro, uh, Florida State. Uh, especially, you know, coming off of a loss, you know, in the big, in the ACC championship game, uh, they're going to be looking to prove some stuff, you know, cause they were one of the best, they, that was basically door wide open after Virginia was out uh, to win it and they were unable to, uh, BYU versus the winner of Michigan state and UCLA. I'm going a little risky here because I'm banking on Michigan state winning. Um, and I think that they will. And against BYU, I'm going to go with Michigan state to win that game. So, I'm going to go with the upset. Uh, it's the who I imagine is going to be Michigan State. They're going to beat BYU uh, as another 11 uh, over a six upset. Texas over Abilene Christian. Texas riding high after the Big 12 championship game. Um, so I'm going to go with Texas there. UConn and Maryland, eh, kind of a toss up. Um, I mean, you've got uh, a UConn team that you know. Really, I mean, they've they've gone up against top 25 teams, you know, a handful of times this season. They've got beat by Creighton three times. They lost to Villanova. They've not really they've not really been able to, you know, get that big win on the season. Um, But uh, on the other side, you have Maryland, who's a little closer to 500, but they've been battle tested. They've you know been able to beat Illinois earlier in the season. They've been able to get a win over Purdue and Wisconsin and Rutgers on the year. So I'm going to go with Maryland to get the win there over UConn. And then Alabama over our boy, Rick Pitino. Uh, I'm going to go with the Crimson Tide. Roll Tide, and it's not football season, so I feel a little bit better saying it. Alabama moving on to the round of 32. Jeez, this is a boring show because we got like the same here. <laughs> Michigan, Michigan advances over the 16th seed. Come on. I have LSU over St. Bonaventure. I mean, LSU, had, uh, I mean, uh, they had, the ball was in the hoop and spun back out. All I had to do was just continue to drop, and they won the S- They win the SEC, you know. So that, that, they, got that, they got that taste in their mouth. I do have Georgetown over Colorado. I think uh, the job Patrick Ewing has done at Georgetown is admirable, and it's only pointing now in the right direction. That's going to be a very tough team in the near future. Florida State over UNC Greensboro. Okay, so this this matchup between BYU and potentially Michigan State or UCLA mm-hmm. is an interesting one. Michigan State and UCLA are playing in the first four. Um, I have Michigan State winning that game, um, and it's in Mackey Arena. That's a big reason why I have Michigan State winning that game, just kind of familiarity. I don't know where the, the this actual first-round game is going to be played. I'm, it's already been decided, I know, but I just don't know. I, and I don't haven't had the – the will to look it up, but BYU versus Michigan state is very interesting. If it's played at Mackey arena, Michigan state has familiarity with Mackey arena, but so does BYU's mountain West defensive player of the year. Their center, Matt Harms, who used to roam the sidelines at <laughs> Purdue uh, before he transferred to BYU. So that could be just a fun little storyline. Obviously, it's not going to really make much of a difference. I have Michigan State winning that game. Um, even I think UCLA could win that game as well. Um, I'm not 100% sold on BYU. I have Texas advancing. I do have Maryland over UConn as well. 
Um, I was able to attend the second half of Michigan versus Maryland in the Big Ten tournament. Yes, the, the fight between Jawan Howard and uh, Mark Turgeron. I was <laughs> – wasn't paying attention, but all of a sudden I looked up and there's a fight going on on the court. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> it was a timeout, <laughs> immediate, it was a timeout on the floor. And this isn't supposed to happen. Uh, but Maryland looked good. I mean, they gave Michigan a good fight, literally. Um, <laughs> and so I wouldn't be surprised to see Maryland advance on here. And then I have Alabama over Iona. Alabama's just been really good this year from start to finish. They really have. Round of 32, um, I've got Michigan over LSU. Um, LSU, uh, you know, I just don't think they're strong enough to compete with Michigan, what they've got going on. As much as I want to have Georgetown go to the second round uh, again, I just or go to the third, yeah, Sweet 16. Um, I I just can't, I can't, you know, Florida, again, Florida State's just been too strong this season. They're too good of a basketball team. Um, so I'm going with Florida State there to get the win. Uh, Texas against Michigan State, or who I'm assuming, or who I'm, you know, thinking is going to be Michigan State, most likely. I mean, this is where it gets kind of into the nitty gritty because, again, you know, do we trust Texas? You know, how much do we trust Texas? They did beat Kansas twice on the season. Um, they've beaten some strong teams like West Virginia and Texas Tech. Uh, so I think Texas does get that win um, over Michigan State. Um, and then we've got Alabama versus Maryland, and you said it. I mean. Alabama's just been really strong this year. Uh, they've been very good. Um, and, you know, of course, they rode that all the way to the SEC championship. So uh, I've got Alabama over Maryland. Um, and so that sets up the Sweet 16 of Michigan, Florida, uh, Alabama, and Texas. So literally all chalk so far in the Sweet 16. Same way. I got Michigan advancing over LSU. Um, they're just – they're not as athletic as Alabama was against LSU. They're just more physical. And um, – I think I think that's gonna that could be one of the best games in the second round, in my opinion. Michigan and LSU, two very similar style teams. I have Florida State over Georgetown. Yeah, like you said, it would be fun. It'd be a great run to see Georgetown go on, and it could happen. I would I would like to be wrong on this pick um, because I you know I don't have Florida State going beyond this uh, beyond the Sweet Sixteen, so it doesn't hurt me either way. Um, Michigan State against Texas. I have Texas winning that game. Texas is a good team. They are good, and it's finally coming around for them. Uh, and Shaka Smart, so I'm happy for them. And then I have Bama over Maryland as well. Alabama's just playing on a different level than normal, and Maryland is uh, – they're struggling a little bit, but they're, they're, you know, they're playing much better now than they were earlier this year. It's going to be a, a good game, but ultimately the athleticism and the high intensity of Alabama will prevail. All right, into the Sweet 16 here. And I'm having a tough, I'm having a tough time. Of course, you know, me, me, you, you've, you know, already filled out your bracket. I I like to do mine live on the on the podcast, uh, you know, and try not to agonize too much and just make those snap decisions. Um, and I'm I'm kind of agonizing over these next two uh selections because you know, you have the lower seeds in Florida State and Texas that have like some really impressive wins, some really impressive resumes, but um and, you know, but for instance, you know, Texas is that Big 12 school. Do How much do we trust the Big 12? Alabama has just been so good, but we're just not used to seeing the Crimson Tide, you know, in this kind of a position. Uh, you know, they're not, you, you know, we don't used to, even when they had, I can't think of his name, who was like the first round pick for the uh, um, Cavaliers a couple of years ago, even when they had him, 
like the the you know Alabama wasn't that good that year. I mean they were I mean they were good, oh, but they weren't as good as yeah they weren't as good as they are are now. Um, and then you got Michigan who you know they have some you know obviously they're number one seed, but they've I mean they've gotten some you know bad losses over the course of the season. Um, so I, I think ultimately. Um, and you know, you know me, I don't like going all chalk. I, I'm going to have Florida state beating Michigan. Um, you know, I just think that Florida state's a little bit more battle tested Florida states. Um, you know, I, I think Michigan's got more of a pro- propensity for a letdown because just, we've seen it so far this season. I mean, you know, losing to Michigan state, losing in the, um, big 10 tournament, um, you know, not saying you can't like, if you lose, you are automatically not going to do well and come tournament time, but just, you know, they have the propensity to have that letdown. Um, and then on the other side, as much as I want to go with Texas, I think I'm going to go with Alabama. Um, they've just been an outstanding team this year. And I think they, uh, make it onto the elite eight. So I have Michigan over Florida state. Um, I think Michigan's been embarrassed too many times here at late in the season and they're going to, they're going to go on a run again. Um, and then I, so honestly, I think top to bottom, they're just a little bit more talented than Florida state. Um, and then Texas versus Alabama, you know, I got Texas winning this game. I think Alabama's finally going to meet a team that's as athletic as they are. Um, so I got Texas moving on to the elite eight to face Michigan. Okay. So we, we finally get some, uh, you know, differential here. I like it. So, which means this is automatically going to be different too. See, this is how it all works out. So in the elite eight, yeah, the East final, I've got Florida state, um, over Alabama. Um, I just like what the Knowles are doing right now. Again, you know, I, the, you know, Florida state has, has only played two top 25, you know, teams this season, but they are two and oh, they, you know, have been, you know, playing some really great basketball. They've been, you know, scoring almost 80 points a game and Alabama has too, but Alabama this season, one in three against the top 25. It seems like when they, you know, venture outside uh, the sec, um, they don't have, you know, that great a luck as they do when they're within the sec. Um, and then I just think, so I just think Florida state, plays at a better conference. They've been better against, you know, the better teams that they've played. Um, so I think Florida state uh, is going to go and play Gonzaga in the final four. So um, I, I actually have Michigan. It's, I, I just feel like Michigan is the tougher team here. Michigan's going to grind it out against Texas and really wear them down. Um could be the other way around. I would be, like I said, in some of the other matchups, I would be pleasantly surprised. Uh, but I got Michigan advancing on to face Gonzaga in the final four. All righty. Uh, before we get to the right side of the bracket, um, do want to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter at Crash Course FM. You can like us on Facebook, Crash Course Podcast. Go follow us on Twitch if you're listening to the regular podcast on, you know, on uh, the audio end. Go follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash 3C Media. We've also changed the name of the podcast or the uh, we've also changed the name of the uh, YouTube channel. It's now 3C Media. Um, so go subscribe to the podcast over there um, because you'll be getting not only, you know, all of our podcasts video but you're also going to get the mct podcast uh both podcasts are doing a selection you know tournament special that are going to be released um on tuesday before tournament time so um you know really excited to get those out there the mct boys have been killing it 
Um, and so, you know, you guys have shown a lot of support and I thank you guys for that support. And then of course you can listen on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts can be heard. You can hear the crash course podcast. Um, so on the other end of things, uh, we've got the South bracket Baylor against Hartford. Um, I, am a moron i uh when i was looking at the bracket uh yesterday when it was getting released um i didn't i i was kind of just following along on the app i wasn't really like watching the selection show and i saw hartford but i read it as harvard and i was like i thought the ivy league wasn't uh playing this season and i was like oh that's kind of cool that they just you know gave them a bit anyway <laughs> it's like nope craig that's actually just hartford regardless um i've got i could say Baylor. you make that mistake though when you look at it yeah, it, it, there's uh, like similar logos too, right? Or at least there's oh. like an H logo. Yeah. Yeah. Harvard's is, Harvard's is like an H within like a shield. That's the only difference. But red, H. And then if you're looking real quick, it, it looks like it. Yeah. I can see how you mistake, you get that mistaken. So um, we look now on to um, uh, the 8 9 matchup uh, North Carolina versus Wisconsin. Wisconsin's the better team as far as like ranking wise. I mean, not, I mean, seating wise, no, but Wisconsin's the better team, you know, as far as BPI goes, both have been kind of lackluster against, you know, the top 25, you know, neither team, you know, really, uh, you know, is a real awesome pick here. Um, but I'm going to go with UNC here. I think they beat Wisconsin um, Villanova versus Winthrop Villanova. Um, has been strong all season. You know, they are the five seed after all three and one versus top 25 in the top 10 in BPI. Um, and so I'm not going with an upset here. Villanova moves on Purdue and North Texas. I mean, North Texas is an amazing team for a reason. They're obviously going to win here. Uh, no, no, it's, uh, it's Purdue, Purdue getting the win. This is, that's going to be a very good game. North yeah. Texas has got good size and big guards and they match up well, very with- well. This is um, one of those games that could be a trap game for Purdue. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, it, Texas, it, Arkansas, Little Rock, all over again. Oh my gosh! No, yeah, I was, I, no, that's what just popped into my Arkansas, Little Rock, all over. <laughs> that popped into my mind there. Um, all right, so you got Texas Tech versus Utah State. Uh, Texas Tech um, has been a really strong team all year. I mean, I know that I'm saying that for every team, and you know, obviously they're good because they're in the tournament. I mean, there this year I feel like it's it's been a different type of year in college basketball. Been, and a lot of teams have been strong, and it's been different teams. Yeah, well, and like also, I mean, you look at Texas Tech, and they're a six seed, but they're in the top ten in BPI. So yeah. that's I just mean, how deep college basketball is this year, right? Um, and so I'm going with uh, the Red Raiders there. So again, man, I'm, as much as I like chaos and upsets, like there's just not a lot. Find it this year. It's hard. Right. Arkansas uh, versus toothpaste uh, Colgate. Um, I'm going with Arkansas here. Uh, they were my pick to win the SEC, and I'm not going to do what I did to uh, Colorado uh, for Arkansas. The SEC um, is, was a deep conference this year, deeper than they typically are. So you can't put that on them for losing to Alabama. Right. Oh yeah, I mean they had. I mean they had lost to Alabama earlier in the season. Yeah. I just thought. I mean, but they were like what? They had won like eleven of twelve down the stretch or something like yeah, that. They were like a hot after- team. They were a hot team. It's much like Purdue. Like a lot of people pick Purdue to win the Big Ten tournament because they were a hot team at the time. Uh, Florida versus Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech has been a sneaky strong team this year, especially against the top twenty-five. They have a win over Villanova, win over Virginia on the season. Uh, you know, we just talked about how deep the SEC is, and Florida is a good team. But I'm going to go with Virginia Tech here. Uh, Got to pick the upsets when you can. It's not going to be all chalk, and, and I'm going to go. 
I'm going with the Hokies there. And then Ohio State, Oral Roberts. I think Ohio State has a little bit of a bad taste in their mouth from uh, what happened. To, I mean, they they nothing they controversial have happened. no reason to be down on themselves. They won. They played oh, I mean, four straight days, right? Three right. Days. And then, like, back-to-back overtime games, like, yeah. in that stretch. No, too. no, no. But, they had a game between. They had a game between. Okay. Well, I mean, so I'm just saying that finals. they – they, I think they're, oh, I guess the better way to phrase that is they're very hungry going into the tournament after, you know, almost winning the whole Big Ten. So I'm going with Ohio State there to, to move on. All right. So Baylor moving on easily. I do have UNC over Wisconsin as well. Wisconsin, they started the year off really strong and then they have really fallen off as the season has progressed. So um, I think North Carolina gets this one pretty easily. Now this 5-12 matchup of Villanova and Winthrop is interesting because like I said last week, Villanova is without two of their best players. They're, without, they're out with injury. Um, this could be one of those that you'd see that 12-5 upset out, actually happen. I mean, Villanova's too well coached, in my opinion, uh, to allow that to happen. So I, I still have Villanova moving on. Purdue and North Texas – North Texas has size, but at guard. Purdue has size at guard as well. I think ultimately it's this is going to be the Travion Williams and Zach Eady show. And um, at, at that size is going to be too much for North Texas to handle. So I got Purdue advancing on. Texas Tech and Utah State. Texas Tech is just, they're good. They're always good. They're always solid. Got Texas Tech moving on. I have Arkansas over Colgate. Um, I do have Florida over Virginia Tech mostly because I, I just don't know too much about either one of these teams and Florida. I mean, the sec is good this year and Florida did pretty well in the sec. So I got Florida beating Virginia tech and I do have Ohio State over oral, oral, oral Roberts. That's a tough one to say. It is tough round of 32. Uh, I've got Baylor over North Carolina. I mean, you know, wasn't too high on North Carolina even going to be a cl- that could be a closer than you think. Really? I think it could. I think, it, I think this, that could be one that surprises some people. So, yeah, I, I've got Baylor, although, again, Big 12 always just yeah, makes me I guess shaky. if you're going to have a big upset, it could land there. Yeah. Um, Villanova and Purdue, and honestly, I'm going with Purdue just because of what you mentioned with, you know, not having, you know, two of their best players. I think that's, you know, going to be kind of the end of the road for Villanova. Um, I think that, uh, you know, you know, and Purdue's been hot here at the end of the season. Uh, Arkansas. Know. Two years ago, these two teams met in the second round, and Purdue absolutely blasted them in yeah. Hartford, Connecticut, <laughs> right in Villanova's backyard. True. Um, Arkansas versus Texas Tech. I'm going with Arkansas. Texas Tech this season, uh, this season against the top 25, uh, three and eight. Uh, so against those tougher teams, they ha- they've struggled. Whereas Arkansas has been a little bit more middle of the road. Um, they've got a lot of athleticism. I'm going with Arkansas, and then Ohio State versus Virginia Tech again. I think Ohio State's hungry um, after their uh, you know deep trip into the Big Ten tournament, and I think they carry that momentum uh, onto the Sweet 16. So again, I, I feel weird, you know, being kind of the crazy upset you know picker that I usually try to be, but I, I have the one four and the three two again. So I got I, I do have Baylor over UNC, but like I said, that's one to keep an eye on. That could be an interesting game. Um, UNC has talent; they do. They just haven't lived up to their talent this year. Uh, Villanova and Purdue. I have Purdue winning that game. Like like I said, I, I feel like Winthrop could beat Villanova, uh, but Purdue will beat Villanova. Purdue's just too deep 
um, for Villanova to be able to overcome two key injuries, especially the Colin Gillespie injury. That's a big one to have one of your top guards be out like that. I mean, unfortunately that could have been a really good game, but Purdue's going to come out on top. Uh, I have Texas tech actually beating Arkansas. I think um, Chris Beard knows how to get his teams right. I mean, seriously, 2019, that Texas Tech team was good, but were they national runner-up good all season? No, they weren't. It was the year before when Texas Tech probably should have made that run to the national championship game. Um, so I think Texas Tech, they just know how to – he knows how to get his teams right and get them, push them through. So I got Texas Tech over Arkansas. And then I have uh, Ohio State over Florida. Like you said, Ohio State's hungry. Ohio State's righted the ship. The ship was kind of steering off course there for a while near the end of the regular season, but they've got that ship righted now and uh, they're looking tough. So I got Ohio State advancing on to take Texas, take on Texas Tech in the Sweet 16. All right. So in the Sweet 16, uh, Baylor versus Purdue. I've got uh, I've got Baylor winning this game. Um, I, I just think this is where the road ends for Purdue. They're a team that, uh, you know, <laughs> they're a team that we said at the beginning of the year, their ceiling could be the Sweet 16. Um, so I think, I mean, obviously that's not going to be the reason why they lose. But I mean, I just think that, you know, I, I feel... You know, I I don't feel super confident picking them to go beyond that. And Baylor again, um, you know, just you know they've they've only lost two games on the season, um, and they've been an amazing basketball team this year. So I, I'm going with Baylor there. Uh, Arkansas versus Ohio State. I'm going to go with the Buckeyes here. I think, you know, you know, I, I say that like it's an upset. It's not. It's the two over the three. But at the same time, like I just think Ohio State. You know, you look at what they've been able to do this season. They've got their win over Michigan. They've got their win over Iowa. They've got their win over Illinois. They just played Illinois, uh, you know, a fellow, you know, a team that's going to, you know, another, you know, top, you know, seed just played them really tough and took them to overtime. So Ohio state, you know, has had those signature games this season where Arkansas uh, really hasn't. Um, So I've got Ohio state advancing. And so in the South final, I've got Baylor versus Ohio state one versus two. So I do have Baylor beating Purdue as well. This is Purdue's Achilles heel. And the uh, NCAA tournament, they always seem to get put in a bracket with a super athletic Big 12 team, <laughs> whether it be Kansas or Texas Tech or in this situation, Baylor and Texas Tech. Um, but yeah, this Baylor team's way too athletic for a young Purdue team. I mean, Purdue could hang, will hang tough for a while, but Baylor is going to push that ball too much for Purdue and uh, ultimately advance but you know what like a lot of Purdue fans are saying and I'm saying I've always been I've said this all along Purdue making it to the sweet 16 is like playing with house money you know and if anything beyond the second round is basically gravy like you just take it because this is a team that many didn't even think was going to make the NCAA tournament coming into this season because of how young they were and you know you you lose one of your your two of your better defenders <laughs> to transfer and like okay how's that going to work out um so yeah Baylor advancing on and then I have Texas Tech over Ohio State I think the athleticism of Texas Tech is going to be too much for Ohio State to handle um Ohio State likes to grind it out with you like most Big 10 teams do Texas Tech is going to push the ball too much and ultimately that's going to be too much for Ohio state to handle. And that, I mean, look, that's what we exactly what we saw of 
Ohio State against Illinois. Illinois is a bigger athletic team, uh, more so than Ohio State, very much like Texas Tech. So I, I think that's going to be a little bit too much for Ohio State to handle. So I have Texas Tech going on to take on Baylor. So I got the one in the six. There you go. I like it. I'm Something, liking it. I, I think I also did a lot of these picks at the same time because I was. it's kind of like when you're taking a test and you realize like, man, I've picked everything is like, I've had a ton of A's and a ton of C's. One of these has got to be a B. So you just, you pick B because you're like, it, there's no way there, there, that there can't be any B's. Right. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so yeah, in the uh, South final, I've got Baylor and Ohio state. I kind of agonized uh, over this one a little bit, just because like, I want to pick Ohio state to win. Um, you know, because they've, you know, been so good all season, but Baylor, I mean, it's just hard to argue with two losses. I mean, you know, they've, they've, you know, because both losses though, two Texas tech, two Texas tech. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, Ohio state, cause I have, I have Ohio state in the, in, oh, in my elite I'm, eight. I'm yeah, my yeah, yeah, yeah. You're previewing. Yeah. No, actually, no, their two <laughs> losses this season are to Kansas and Oklahoma state, okay. Kansas in the regular season. And then Oklahoma state, uh, in the, uh, you know, in the big 12 championship, but like in the big 12, uh, uh, tournament, but like, that's the thing though, is that like, you look at the resume, uh, for Baylor and it's, you know, they beat Illinois by 13 they've beat you know, they've beaten Kansas, you know, the other time they played them, they've beaten Texas tech twice, all these teams that we've talked about how good they are. Baylor has beaten them this season. And so, you know, you put them up against Ohio state, a team that has also, has got the same amount of wins as Baylor against the top 25, but just hasn't been as good outside of that. Um, I just, I, you know, as much as I want to pick Ohio state, which as someone who didn't like Ohio state growing up, it's kind of weird for me to say, um, as much as I want to pick Ohio state here, I just got to go with Baylor. Um, so as, as much as I don't want to see another one seed advance, um, you know, I, I'm going to go with Baylor here. I think they're just, you know, they're the stronger of the two teams, you know, just, you know, uh, too many strengths, um, over Ohio state. Um, so I got Baylor moving on. Yeah, I got Baylor moving on over Texas Tech as well. I mean, this Baylor team is super – they're good. I mean, they're very good. You know, and the Big 12 was a tough, was a lot tougher conference-wise this year than it normally is. So for them to come out of the season with only two losses, their non-conference schedule was, was good as well. So Baylor advances to the Final Four. I mean, Baylor's a Final Four team regardless. Yeah. All right, so one more region to go. That, of course, is the Midwest. Uh, we start with Illinois and Drexel. Illinois advances there. No explanation needed. Uh, Loyola against uh, Georgia Tech. Um, you know, Georgia Tech had that strong run um, to the ACC championship. I ended up winning the ACC championship this year, and I think they're going to ride that momentum. Um, I've got Georgia Tech uh, moving on over Loyola. Uh, Tennessee against Oregon State. Um, you know, Oregon state, you know, had a great run to the PAC 12, uh, you know, championship. Um, but I just don't have a lot of faith. I think they were like the like fifth or sixth seed in the, uh, PAC 12 tournament. So, I mean, a middle of the road team in a, in a conference, that's not really all that good. I'm going to go with Tennessee here, Oklahoma state against Liberty, Oklahoma state, nine wins against the top 25 this year. Uh, they've been, they've had a great season. I've got them moving on San Diego state versus Syracuse. Um, you know, San Diego state on the season, 23 and four, 
Um, they haven't really played, um, you know, I mean, they did beat UCLA by 15 San Diego state did. So that's uh, pretty impressive. Um, not a lot of signature wins on the docket uh, for Syracuse on the year. So I'm going chalk here as well. I've got San Diego state um, over Syracuse, West Virginia and Moorhead state. And like, and that's kind of the thing too. I mean, you know, West Virginia has the win over Kansas. They've been strong all year. I'm going to go with West Virginia. I think that's the thing too, is that like you look at some of the resumes of some of these mid-major schools. And I think it's because of the lack of, you know, a lot of non-conference is that there's not that like signature win. That's like, Oh, Hey, you know what? Moorhead States, the 14 seed against West Virginia, but they beat Gonzaga earlier in the year, you know, where you'd be like a little bit more confident making that upset pick. I think that's, what's kind of, you know, has steered you clear of uh, a whole lot of upsets as well. Clemson versus Rutgers. Um, you know, on the season, Rutgers has really struggled against, you know, the top caliber teams um, that they've gone up against one and seven against the top 25 this season. They that were 10. One, that one, I think was Purdue. Pretty Illinois. Sure. Oh, it was Illinois. That's right. Yeah. They um, did beat Purdue and Purdue ended the season in the top. See, five. see, you uh you forget that like I've got I've got it right in front of me right here. So I got no, I got all the information. Well, see, that's why I say it because I know yeah. if, if I'm wrong, you'll correct me because yeah. you have it right there. And that I'm is true. Lazy, so. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, I'm with it. I understand it. Uh so I've got Clemson moving on just because Rutgers has really struggled this year against the top talent. Um, and then uh, Houston versus uh, Cleveland State. I've got Houston moving on. Houston, uh, absolutely. They, they beat, they, yeah, they absolutely shredded Cincinnati in the AAC championship. So uh, I'm going with Houston there. Kelvin so Samson. There's, I think Kelvin Sampson's act. This game's actually going to be played at Assembly Hall. That's Kelvin actually back wait, wait. Assembly Hall. Yeah, wow. that's actually, wait, let me see. Yep, that is, it's going to be, it's going to be in Bloomington. Wow. I, imagine that's insane. Does he have to show cause just to walk in the building? <laughs> yeah, he's like, guys, I'm allowed in. I promise. I promise. I'm not here for you. <laughs> All right. So for me, yeah, Illinois moves on from Drexel. Um, I actually do have Georgia Tech over Loyola, Chicago. I feel like Georgia Tech's going to ride high in, in eight nine. Why not? Um, Tennessee over Oregon State. That's an easy one. That's an easy. That's probably one of the big lock it. Put that one in Sharpie. I mean, Oregon yep. State stole somebody's bid let's just be honest oregon state took away probably louisville's bid louisville would have been in had oregon state done what they were supposed to do and get knocked out of the pac-12 tournament um oklahoma state and liberty oklahoma state's got that one uh they're a good team liberty's good but man i mean Liberty's also a team that like struggled against purdue in the first game of the season and purdue was not that good early on i actually have syracuse beating san diego state I don't know why. I'm just a sucker when it comes down time to Syracuse in the bit in the in the tournament. And every year True. I pick them to advance. <clears throat> and every year they they prove me wrong. One of these years I'm actually gonna pick against them and they're actually gonna make a run to the final four. That's what they need. They need you to pick against them so they can yes, win so. a national championship again. Uh West Virginia <clears throat> State. I got West Virginia advancing there. West Virginia, you gotta remember, they play some of the best defense in the country every year. I mean, that is a full court press team and it's hard to beat them. Um, I actually do have Rutgers over Clemson more. I mean, both of these teams have struggled at times this year. And I just feel like the grind of the big 10 is going to ultimately help Rutgers possibly pull this one out. Um, 
other more no other reason more so than <clears throat> get some upsets and that seemed like <laughs> that could happen and then houston over cleveland state come on that's nope cleveland state all the way cleveland state all the way yeah possibly. yeah they're gonna they're gonna win they're gonna go to the final four uh <laughs> all right <clears throat> round of 32 illinois and georgia tech Again, Georgia Tech, like, I want to pick some of these, like, upsets over one seeds, and I just, like, can't bring myself to do it uh, because, yeah, yeah, especially with that one. I mean, I mean, we did just see Georgia Tech go all the way to the ACC championship, so they did something right, um, but Illinois but has just been so. that was after Virginia, is that, is like, we got COVID, <laughs> well, dude, right. we got COVID. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And then also, I mean, Illinois has just been, I mean, you know, we talked about how good level. we talked about how good Ohio State was, and Illinois just, you know, outlasted them basically. So Illinois moves on there. Tennessee versus Oklahoma State, the five uh 12. I'm just super enamored with the fact that like half of Oklahoma State's wins this season are against the top 25. I mean, you look, you know, they beat Baylor once, they beat Kansas, they beat Arkansas, they beat Texas, they've beaten Texas Tech twice, they beat Virginia twice or West Virginia twice, they beat Oklahoma twice. I mean, they just are have been amazing all year. You know, when it's when it's mattered against the cream of the crop, they've been there uh to get the win. West Virginia against San Diego State. Um, I mean, West Virginia on the year, they do have a win over Kansas. They do, they did beat Texas Tech twice and Texas once and Oklahoma State once. Um, you know, just not a, you know, besides that UCLA win, and even then it's against, you know, it's against the Pac-12. So I know we need to have, I, I, I've decided we need to have a podcast where we just like spread the love to the Pac-12. Like, I think we, we crap on the Pac-12 so much. We need right. to have like a Pac-12 appreciation, like okay, segment. I, I, I'll give mine right now. I appreciate <laughs> the fact that Arizona state has a really good wrestling team. There you go. There you go. I appreciate but I'm the also fact- gonna crap on the fact that Stanford with you know, with all the money that Stanford has decided to cut wrestling after this season. I mean, Stanford gave us Andrew Luck. I mean, you know, I mean, so, obviously it didn't pan out. It's, but. it's hard. I mean, if you, my mama always said, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say <laughs> nothing nice at all. Well, that's what, okay. I guess I'm not talking about the Pac-12. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I've got, I've got West, uh, I've got, uh, you know, West Virginia moving on, um, you know, over San Diego State. And then we've got Clemson versus Houston. This is a toss-up for me only because, like, again, it's one of those things where, like, the AAC is weird. Can we just, like, like you know, just finally admit – I mean, I'm sure it's already been, like, talked about. But the AAC is weird because, like, it's the remnants of what used to be the, 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 the Big East. So there's, mm-hmm. like, some of the, like, shards of that. Um, but like, also like, there's just, you know, there's some good teams in there, but you don't know really how to, you know, are they a mid major? Are they not? It's kind of like what the big East is now where it's like, you're kind of a mid major, but you're kind of a power five. You're kind of, some teams are considered with the big boys. Some teams aren't, I'm like, is Houston on that level. Um, and I think, I mean, it's hard to argue when a team is literally in the top five in BPI, they've won when they've had to, they got a big, uh, win over Texas tech. They absolutely shredded Cincinnati. So, you know, I thought about maybe going with the upset here and picking Clemson to win, but I do have Houston moving on. Uh, so again, have I had all like four regions go one, two, three, four? I think I might've actually. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. At this point. So, I mean, uh yeah, I'm pretty sure I have. Yep, one, two, three, four across the board. So I'm sure there's gonna be some wrongness in there somewhere. Oh, but I just I guarantee there's gonna be some wrongness, but it's hard to pick it this year. Usually yeah. you're like 
I can see that happening. I can see that happening. But this year, yeah. it's just like, yeesh. Yeah, it's tough. it's tough. All right. I got Illinois over Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's run in Illinois is on a different level. Um, the 4-5 matchup of Tennessee and Oklahoma State. I have Tennessee winning this one, uh, mostly because the trust of the pack, of the Big 12 – there's some teams in the Big 12 you can trust, and there's others that you can't. And Oklahoma State, it seems to be one of those um, in the past. And I just feel like Tennessee is always there like as of late. I mean, are they not? Are they not uh, consistent in the Sweet 16? So they're either in the tournament, either they're not in the tournament, or they make the Sweet 16. It's just kind of one of those consistencies. Um, I have West Virginia over Syracuse. Again, like I said, West Virginia plays that full court press and it's really tough. Uh, Rutgers runs into a wall here. Houston advances on to face West Virginia in the sweet 16. All right. So, well, first of all, uh, we've got Dusty in the chat. He's, he's not happy that you're picking the balls to move on, but uh, uh, you know, Hey, I mean, they've been, they've been strong. It's one of those that I, I, I can't advance every, you know, every higher seed. So yeah. some of them, I just like, some of them are such toss ups that I was like, I'll, you know, you just, you just have to guess on some of them. Yeah. And that's one of them right there. All right. So, I mean, and, and yeah, there's going to also be like, there's going to be one region where it's just like off the wall. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be pure chaos in some of these regions. And the question is, is that going to be this region for me? Because, like I said, I mean, I, I try not to get caught up on like one, like one stat, but like, I mean, Oklahoma State's just done it all this year, and uh, you know, going up against, you know, yeah, I mean, the Big Twelve isn't as good as the Big Ten, but I mean, going up against an Illinois team, I mean, you got them, you got Oklahoma State losing to Tennessee, so I mean, I guess you're not the one to talk to on that. But like, I, I just think that, you know, as much as I want to go Oklahoma state, Illinois has just been so like strong all year. They just come off winning the big 10. You know, it was their team. You know what? Also they are a team that lived up to my big 10 championship prediction. So uh, I guess I can't be super out on them, especially in the sweet 16. So I've got Illinois moving on. And then, you know, again, just to be a little bit different, I've got West Virginia beating Houston. Um, I think that's where the road ends for Houston. I think even though you know Houston's really good, they've not played a lot of like tournament caliber teams this year. And I think you know West Virginia is a little bit more battle tested. You know, a little bit just you know even though they've even though when when West Virginia has been tested they've not always passed <laughs> but at the same time i think they've just played more more you know a tougher schedule they're i think a little bit you know more ready to go into that grind of the tournament so i've got west virginia moving on so illinois and west virginia in the midwest final yeah i have illinois advancing on to the elite eight like uh, i mean i've said it enough illinois is just they're really good um and then i do have west virginia beating houston as well i got that full court press they're Houston. They haven't faced competition like West Virginia and they haven't faced what competition like West Virginia has. So um, yeah, I've got West Virginia moving on to the elite eight to face Illinois. All right. So in the elite eight, the Midwest final Illinois versus West Virginia. And I mentioned it a second ago, West Virginia is battle tested. Uh, but when they've been in those tests, they have, failed more often than not 
Um, and that's uh, where I think the road ends for West Virginia. They make it all the way to the Elite Eight, um, but falter to Illinois. Illinois advances, and they will uh, head on to face Baylor in the Final Four. You know what? I originally had West Virginia beating Illinois. Mm. But Illinois is just – this is going to be a battle. I'll say that. This is going to be one of those games that this is going to be a must-watch. This could go into overtime and just be a slugfest. But I got I'm got i going to go with Illinois, ultimately, when I look at this. The way Illinois has been playing as of late is insane. And they're going to be a very, 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 very tough team to beat. So if they can continue that type of play on, there's – no reason to think they're not a final four team. And the reason I think I also picked originally West Virginia over Illinois is because I was like, I have all one seeds in the yeah. final four. That can't be, that, that can't be right. No, but man, the gut test just says Illinois. It's gotta be Illinois. Yeah. I mean, it's it, there, you know, Illinois has just been so good all season. So uh, my final four, um, you know, kind of recapping here, I've got Gonzaga, Florida State, uh, Baylor, and Illinois in my final four. So three one seeds. Um, again, it's just so tough to it, – it's it's not that the tournament isn't deep. It's just, again, there's not – besides conference-only play, there's not much of a litmus, litmus test outside of that to be like, oh, hey, against, you know, in the non-conference, so against, you know, tournament teams that weren't in their own conference. Because, I mean, conference – play is a different level i mean they're they're teams that you know you you have a little bit more drive to beat a team in your conference you could be literally oh and 14 in the non-conference and get up and and play 500 in your conference because you just want to go out and beat people it's different between true conference as well yeah i mean we're not going to have to see bo borowski in the NCAA tournament most likely because he the big 10 thinks he's a great official but the rest (laughs) of the country is like no both by Let's be honest. <laughs> so is a biased official. So in the final four, um, I've got on the on the left side of the bracket. We'll go back there. I've got Gonzaga versus Florida State, and I've got Gonzaga winning this game uh, again. It's just hard to argue. I mean, because again, you know, kind of goes against what I just said. But I mean, obviously, number one overall seed, undefeated, but. You know, they've gone outside their conference schedule this year against some really good opponents, and they've gone out and beaten them. And they've beaten them relatively soundly. Uh, whereas on the other side, Florida State, within the ACC, a little bit beaten up. They've played well. They're a good team. But I just think Gonzaga is just that much better. So I have Gonzaga advancing to the championship game on April 5th. Uh, on the other side, on the right side of the bracket, I've got Illinois versus Baylor. And this is where Illinois earlier in the year lost by 13 to Baylor. Um, And I just think, you know, Baylor this season, a big 12 team, not super confident in what they can do. They're 22 and two, but you know, they've got their 500 against Kansas. They're, you know, they lost a game against, um, you know, they lost a game against Oklahoma state earlier in the year. uh, Who's been really good. So I'm going to go with Illinois to beat Baylor. Um, and get that win advanced to the national championship game. So I've got a national championship game of Gonzaga and Illinois. So my final four is Gonzaga in Michigan and Baylor in Illinois. Uh, and Gonzaga versus Michigan. I actually got Michigan winning that game. Um, 
I think the physicality of Michigan is going to be a bit much for Gonzaga to handle. Um, I could be totally wrong. Michigan, I mean, obviously I could be totally wrong with all this. I, I probably am, but I, I'm going with Michigan. I just, I, I honestly, I don't know too much about Gonzaga other than they're undefeated, you know, number one overall seed. I don't stay up till midnight to watch their games. And besides they run roughshod in their conference and it's kind of boring to watch. So yes, I have Michigan over Gonzaga and then Baylor versus Illinois. This is a tough one. This is two very identical teams. Um, but we have seen Illinois have a tendency to trip up in games in, in big games. And they have done that a couple times, whereas Baylor, not so much. Baylor's been consistent all year long. Um, so I have Baylor advancing on to face Michigan in the national championship game. All right. So it's kind of funny that you bring up that point about, um, you know, tripping up because I've, you know, by that definition, I've got two teams in the national championship game in Illinois and Gonzaga who have notoriously tripped up when it comes to, uh, you know, Gonzaga come tournament time, uh, you know, seems to always have, you know, a, a strong regular season, get in as a high seed. And then somewhere along the line, whether it's, you know, in the first round or the sweet 16 or the elite eight national championship game, they just always seem to come up a little bit short on the other side. You know, you said, you know, you made that same point against Illinois and you're not wrong. Um, so I think the most Gonzaga thing of all time would be to be going into the national championship game undefeated, have a chance, you know, almost want to pick for them to win just because they'd be undefeated and they'd be the first team since IU and we'll bring it all full circle to go undefeated. Um, and that would just be really hilarious that IU couldn't even claim that anymore. Uh, but I think the most Gonzaga thing of all time would be for them to make it to the national championship game, be undefeated, have an opportunity to be the first undefeated team, you know, in, you know, 40 years. And then I think they lose to Illinois. So I've got Illinois winning this game, 87, 82. Uh, I just think, again, it's, it's one of those things. And it's kind of the similar to the point that you made earlier too, where, you know, they run rough shot in their conference and yes, they've got a lot of big wins um, against, you know, you know, I, and I've, and I've made that my reasoning for picking them to move on is that they have been able to play those, those top teams and be successful. But as you get further on in the tournament, I mean, it just gets tougher and tougher. The pressure gets more and more increased. It's, it's one thing to go out uh, and beat, you know, Iowa by 11, Kansas by 12, Virginia by 23 in the regular season when there's not as much pressure. And obviously, I mean, they they know how to handle the pressure. They've, they've made deep tournament runs before, but always it, when, when it comes to finally executing that, you know, finishing it off and having that, you know, final great ending, they just always seem to come up a little bit short. And I think that's what happens um, against Illinois. So I've got Illinois as my national champion. They win 87 to 82 over Gonzaga. The reason why I'm telling you the score is because I just had to input it uh, into the uh, ESPN bracket challenge. Um, so, um, so yeah, so that's going to be uh, my selection there. Illinois beats Gonzaga in the national championship game, cuts down the nets in Lucas oil, fighting Illini. Second time this season, they would do that. Yeah, true. Very true. So Illinois is my national champion. I like that pick. I don't, you know, that pick easily could be, could easily be. 
Um, my national championship game, I have Michigan against Baylor. I'm going with Baylor. Um, Baylor, in my opinion, is the better, clearly the more talented team. Um, Michigan is – they're a solid team. They're really good. They're playing they're, – but they're also playing above expectations for them, which I think the expectations may have been a little bit too low. But I don't think they're as they're, – they're, they're, they're too deep of a team. Once you get past Hunter Dickinson, the center position becomes a little questionable for them. And I think Baylor's size and athleticism is going to be a – tough situation for a freshman and Hunter Dickinson to overcome. Um, so I have Baylor winning the national championship. I don't have a score because I, the, the program I used did not require me to input a score. It's going so, to be zero to zero, two to nothing Baylor over. <laughs> Michigan's going to get COVID and Baylor's going to win the national. Oh my God, dude, that dude. Could you imagine? I, I don't even want to think about that. You know, the way things are going, it could, it could happen. The way yeah. things are going, Purdue can make a run to the final four because teams in front of them caught COVID. Yeah, because that's the thing, too. We talk about like, oh, man, it's so tough to p- make all these picks because these teams are so good. Heck, you know, because I would have thought, you know, maybe well, I'm a little naive. I would have thought that, you know, and I mean, I guess I, I don't mean this in like a harsh way, but like I would I'm really surprised that we have that we're this deep into, you know, the NCAA season where, you know, obviously getting ready to start the NCAA tournament and there's high profile teams still getting him. I mean, obviously it's, you know, up to chance, whatever, but it's just brought that up a few weeks ago. And I said, there's no way that's going to happen. No chance be the, but I mean, seriously, if Virginia, one of the most disciplined teams out there, in my opinion, can come down with it in, in a bubble. Yeah. Oh man. Anything can happen, to be honest. Anything. So, right. I mean, am I surpri- all that surprised it happened to Duke? No. Eh, no. Am I all that surprised that it happened to Kansas? Eh, no. But a team like Tony Bennett, that's a very well-run, disciplined team. You just don't see issues with them. And for that to happen, wow. Yeah. Well, that will do it. Uh, for our bracket special um, let us know what your picks are because we are gonna be putting out a bracket challenge so be on the lookout for that um, on our facebook page crash course podcast as well as our twitter handle as well at crash course fm um, so make sure you're on the lookout for that um, and then also remember the mct podcast uh, boys are going to be doing their bracket special as well we're going to release that um, a little later in the day on Tuesday. So they'll have their picks. We're kind of having a inter interpodcast uh, battle. So we're going up against them to see who's got the better brackets between the two of us. Um, so we'll see how that pans out. You can catch that at 3C Media, uh, which is the new name on the YouTube channel. So go over there, hit that subscribe button, ring the bell so you don't miss an upload. Because um, those, those guys are upload. I feel like they want to upload like every day of the week, which I'm not against. But I'm just like, man, you guys are just going after it. They've been, they've been kicking butt, and, and I love it. Um, and then remember, you can follow us on Twitch, uh, uh, 3C Media on Twitch, where we record live every week. And then remember, you can listen to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts can be heard. You can hear the Crash Course Podcast. B. Scott, where can they find you? You can always find me on Twitter at Brandon underscore Scott 87. Next week, we will be talking about 
uh, you know, no doubt some of these, you know, the big things that have happened in the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you're locked into that. We'll be back next week. But until then, have a good one, everybody.